Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. It is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It is time for another episode of your favorite sports podcast. None other than the Sports Bros Podcast. I go by the name of Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC. I should have uh, wiped my face because my forehead is super, super shiny, but that's okay, though. I got this big forehead because there's a lot of big old brains in here, and be live, shut up, right? And before I go any further, I have two of the best co-hosts in the world. Introducing the bell poker himself, the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I'm going to go ahead and say this before this um, podcast airs on Wednesday because there's definitely a basketball game going on tonight. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. On behalf of all three of us, we apologize to the Miami Heat. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there before we even get into the conversation. We apologize ahead of time for our episode last week. We was off the rails last week. Mm-hmm. And our premature situation where all three of us picked the Boston Celtics to win. We apologize. We are sorry. And we're going to do a lot better this week on keeping it PG. And then... Go ahead and introduce the other guy because he has a face for radio, but we do um video this. So I mean that I may I mean that almost makes it PG thirteen because it's a horror flick. All right, go ahead and bring in the other guy. Um, Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is definitely going on YouTube. And he is the other guy. He is the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. He is pound for pound the best lunch person. And all the Trinity School District and all of Washington County. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the one, the only, the money man, Scotty D. That was a hell of an intro. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sports bros, welcome to baseball season. It is now baseball season. <laughs> he shot right past it. <laughs> Let's talk about the Buckos and the Yankees, shall we? Let's just get right on into baseball. Nope. It is baseball <laughs> season. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Mm. There's Listen, still a- I can't I can't apologize for not picking the Miami Heat because I didn't know that Jimmy Butler was Michael Jordan's son. I'm just now getting this information. <laughs> had I known that, I'd have picked him a long time ago. But had I had I known. Listen, Miami had to win a play-in game. Two of them, I think, just to get in. And, and Boston is at times look great. So I'm, I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing for any of my picks. Of course, once again, stubbornness. I apologize on behalf of all three of us because we pretty much got that pick Wrong, 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 wrong. And when this um um publishes, it could easily be another sweep. So we'll, okay. we'll... 
Eddie Cool takes the top of the order so I can give B-Live a big, fat compliment to start the show. Oh, oh boy. Uh, enough of this. I'm, I'm, go ahead, I'm gonna sit back. I'm I'm going to sit back. Go ahead and bring it bring this in because I'm I'm ready for this. I'm he, I said I wasn't even gonna cuss on this episode, but he, I feel like I'm about to cuss already. Go ahead. I'm using a dump button this week. Well, that, <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for bearing with us through our profanity laced um um episode. We apologize and we'll try our best not to do it again. With that being said, let's go ahead and hop right into it. The top of the order. All right, let's get this thing started. Here it is, the top of the order. It's a sweepity sweep McSweeperstein as the Nuggets sweep the Lakers. I thought the Lakers was going to take one at home, but Jokic, Murray, Gordon, adjustments, they made it happen. B-Live, what say you? No, no, I ain't saying nothing. I want to hear this big old fat compliment that Scotty D has. I'm, I want to go ahead and get, let's get this out the way. Okay, like let's see what he has to say. I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what he has to say to start off this show. Well, What's on, Eddie, What's on your cool, mind, dog? What's on your mind, Eddie? Cool. You and I both said Lakers and six. We did. And a couple weeks ago, before the we even got into these series, B Live said. The Nuggets are going to take it all. He did. He did. He, he predicted it. So you did it. You picked it. You're right. I mean, somehow you were able to say that team's number one. So I think they're probably going to be the team that's going to win. You you picked the best, the team with the best record. We weren't smart enough to do that. So you were. So there you have it. I have to give you a compliment for picking the team that's going to the finals. And this team will probably win the finals and they probably will win the finals next year because this is a team that's just getting started. They're good. They're young. They have really skilled position. And as good as the Joker is, I think Jamal Murray is that much more important because when the Joker goes into his little lapses, which he does from time to time, Murray shoots shots. Well, they both do. I say they have no business making and they just, they just go in In game four, the Lakers had tied the game up. They had blown the big lead. They tied the game up with 50, just under a minute, 50 some seconds. And the Joker took the ball right to the hoop, right by Anthony Davis, said, I'm not going to be denied. He didn't shoot one of those lucky three pointers. He had a couple of those during the series where he was under duress and just threw it up and it went in. This was not that. This was him saying, I'm not going to be denied right now. And he went to the basket and he scored on the Lakers. And Lakers had two opportunities to tie that game or take the lead and didn't convert on either one of them. Uh, one, I'm not sure what happened. LeBron kind of dribbled out the clock and then they tried to pass pass and it ended up tipped out. They had three seconds on the shot clock. That didn't work out. And then after stopping Murray, they got a rebound with four seconds. And the play that they came up with was LeBron dribbling to his weekend against three guys while the rest of the team watched him. And obviously that didn't work out either. Um, be live. I told you I didn't watch a whole lot of basketball this past season. You probably did. You you did nail the Nuggets on that because they they have looked good. I need to be shown before I'm going to believe. That's why I went Warriors at the beginning. That's why I went Lakers. That's why I went Milwaukee and Boston because I wanted to be. I, I needed to be shown teams that can get to the finals and 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 play well. And I wasn't buying Denver as a serious deep playoff threat. 
until I saw it. And now I'm a believer because obviously I'm telling you they could they could I, I could see them winning the next two titles. They haven't even won one yet, but they that's how good this team is because they have a they have a good core of players. And Caldwell Pope was a, was an average Laker, and he was making big shots in this series, and and Gordon c- couldn't make anything the whole series, and he comes up with like three consecutive three pointers in the fourth game. There was always somebody for them that stepped up. That didn't happen with the Lakers. The Lakers had a fifteen point lead at halftime, and every one of these games was close. It's not like Denver came out and ran the Lakers off the floor. Every game was a game that the Lakers a play here and a player could have won. They could have swept 4-0 because they were they were that close in every game. But in this game, the final game, the one that could be LeBron's last playoff game, if the rumors are true, this is the one where LeBron ran out of gas at halftime and in the third quarter did not take a break. He played the whole third quarter. And that's when you need your superstar, Anthony Davis, to step up. And I think he had two points in the third quarter. The whole team was missing shots at the rim. They were missing five-foot, four-foot layups. And in in every game, LeBron seemed to have run out of gas in the fourth quarter, every game. Now, the first two you could say, well, maybe he's not used to playing in that Denver air. Things are a little bit different up at elevation. It also could just be that he's 38. He's hurt. He's playing through. He he's, doesn't have, you know, I was frustrated. I wanted to see him drive the ball more, not shoot threes. Maybe he didn't have it in him to do that every time. I, I don't know, whatever. I mean, he, he's 38 and with a lot of miles on the leg. And the Lakers have been playing with urgency with about 10 games, 12 games ago. They didn't have time to blow somebody out or rest, you know, take take load management games. They had to win everything just to get into the playoffs. And the, the Nuggets, they looked younger, fresher, better. They were the better team. They just looked, B-Lab, they were better. So there's your compliment. You nailed that one. I, and I appreciate that, Scotty D, because I, I know how tough that was on you because I know you as a person, as a human being, and I <laughs> I know how much um, you like to pour hate and I'm shade on anything that I do, especially when I'm right, which is a lot, which you will never admit. But here's the thing. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Of course, I had my doubts about the Nuggets as well. I watched not, I mean, I watched a little bit more basketball this year, but not as much. Like, I, I, I'm, again, I'm the, I'm the type of person where you really don't get me watching, like, the first half of these long seasons. First, the first half of the season, I really don't watch. Up to the Christmas. All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, Christmas, maybe. But pretty much up into the All-Star break, I don't watch or follow that much. I just look at the records. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I saw some things, Memphis, Sacramento. I was like, okay, they look, they look good young teams. All right, they're, they're up there. Then I start watching a little bit more and more of them. I'm like, all right, all right. Because I, I had high hopes and beliefs for Memphis and Sacramento. Still, you got to get to the prove-it season, which is the playoffs, which it always will be. The playoffs will be is the prove-it season. You can do a lot of things in the regular season. It don't make a bit of difference until you get into the um, until you get into the playoffs. You got seven game series, home, home, away, away, home, away, home, or away, away, home. Whichever way it goes, it's just a different breed of basketball. You don't get the calls you get in the regular season. You don't get the, the I mean, defense is locked down a little bit. You notice 
throughout majority of the postseason, scores haven't been as high as they were in the regular season. And you can look at that pretty much across the board because defenses tighten up. And on top of that, you're studying one team for four to seven games. You've watched film on top of film. So, of course, you see certain tendencies. So, regular season, postseason, two entirely different things. It's very tough to predict. The Lakers were the 13th seed a while ago, and they made it to Western College Finals. The, um, the Miami Heat lost their first play-in game <laughs> to the Atlanta Hawks at home. The, the Heat were at home, lost the Atlanta Hawks, and then won to get into the eighth seed, and now they're one win away from being in the finals. So regular season be damned. I, that that dag on it, I tried it, my bad. That's, that's the only one. That's the only one. I'm, I'm back. I'm here. The reason I, I want to say all of that, my confidence in Denver came from when I saw that first playoff series. It wasn't the, it wasn't their regular season. It wasn't their record. It was what I when I started to see because I believe they swept their first um or if it was four one and they were they, they faced the um who was the, who's the um eight seed was it Minnesota yeah the Minnesota yeah. Timberwolves yeah which again that 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 didn't really tell me much then because I just knew that the Nuggets were better than that Minnesota team. That was just a mess to start with. But uh, watching them there, I was like, oh, this is going to be – watch out for these Denver Nuggets because Jamal Murray playing at the level he was, um, KCP, hey, some things fit, some things don't. But that, that's where my confidence came from. It wasn't really just like, oh, the, the regular season. No, it was, it was from seeing that. And I was like, I don't see a weakness with this team. And that's – and I'm like – and I'm also like the antithesis when it comes to like it, what everybody, all the hype and everything. Everybody's saying Golden State. Everybody's saying LA. Everybody's saying Boston. Everybody's saying Milwaukee. I don't like picking what everybody else picks. I like to be that off the wall thing because I like to be, when I'm right, I like to be the only person that's right in the room. I like to be against, going against the grain. So that, that's part of it. But when I'm right, I I can always back up exactly why I actually picked this team. Milwaukee, I was just wrong. I don't know you're, what you're all wrong on them, man. I don't know what to tell you about this Miami Heat team. Like I just don't I, to be watching them right now up 3-0. I don't even know what to say about them. Yeah. Did Boston did Boston just stop playing? Like on paper, Boston is still the better team, but they like Miami is the lockdown defense. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this right here that uh, they're starting to gain a little steam. Spolstra, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame coach Eric oh. Spolstra for the Miami Heat. I think I think that's I think that's probably. I yeah, I mean I don't think there's an argument there. He's already had, he already has bundled up a couple of titles. Another trip to the finals, piled up regular season wins, longevity. Yeah, I, I, I'd say he's probably the best coach in the NBA right now. Yeah, I, mean, if yeah you, if, I don't know who you who would you'd rank over him. Maybe Kerr, you know. But it, it, that list—that's a short list. Popovich, maybe that's a really short list of people. If there's anybody uh, active at, at, at coaches, Popovich, of course. Um, Steve Kerr, I'm starting to doubt him. I'm like because. Yeah, I didn't. There was a lot of missteps by Steve Kerr and the Warriors when they were facing the Lakers. There were a lot of missteps, time management for one of them. But 
that's a whole other story within itself. But I want to give Eric Spolstra his flowers, his props, because he's taking a team of essentially nobodies, like undrafted players, players that are undrafted, not players that were drafted low in the draft, undrafted players. He's uh, and him and Pat Riley have put together something magical. Of course, Pat Riley's in the Hall of Fame. That goes without saying. Pat Riley's done it on every level of the game, playing, coaching, and now as an executive. You got the perfect storm in Miami. And we and how do you even like looking at this team? How can on paper this they should not be this good at all? Well, I mean, they have but, I mean they got a couple of champions on the roster now. Kevin Love's there. He's a he's a champion. Kyle Lowry's been, no, but it it, it doesn't. Uh, but he brings that that mentality that uh, you know with other younger players look to guys like that that have there you know there's a winner's mentality and Kyle Lowry another one who you know won won a championship. He's he's an important piece on there. And Jimmy Butler is a guy who's a superstar, but because before he got there, he kind of bounced around. He seemed like he was a journeyman when really he was just looking for the right fit. And and he has it there, and he does. It's just me, but he it doesn't ever look like he's working hard. He no. just looks like he's smooth out there. He just looks like he's out there just kind of doing his thing. He doesn't look like he's he's exerting a lot of energy when he's he's absolutely is. It's, it's one of those things. He's not flashy, but he'll put fifty on you in a heartbeat. Like yeah, it's, it's like, it's, and you it's, know why I like him. <laughs> You're like, oh, is, oh, talking about the mid-range? He ain't shooting a whole bunch of three-pointers. That's <laughs> it, baby. That's it. He I doesn't that. rely on the three. He'll, he'll take, he'll, he'll pull it up. He'll, he'll just pull up and, and and shoot one in your in your face, mid-range number. I love that kind of game. He'll take it to the rack. You, you know, when teams fall in love with the three, that can be the demise. And I think Boy. maybe, I think maybe, at this point, you can't really put your finger on Jason Tatum because. He could be the guy who looks terrible, or in the guy where you fall in love and you see him go get fifty-one against Philly to close it on. He gets fifty-one points. You're like, this dude is on track now. The Celtics, they have unfinished business. They're going to be tonight, and then he like goes away again. It's he's too unpredictable, and this this seems to be happening with him. And it's been several years now with him and Brown together there, and they don't seem to. I don't know. Be taking the next step. I mean, we could be wrong. What if they come back and win four in a row? What if they that's do? Not, that's not happening. Well, yeah, that's not happening. It's, 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 I honestly believe right now, tonight, as we're recording, they're going to end it in Miami. It's going to be two sweeps, and then we're not going to get any um, um, basketball until June first. We're going to have and, a whole week without basketball. And, and then I can go ahead and get some sleep from now on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can. You can you can get some. I'm not staying up to watch the Nuggets and Heat play. I wanted Lakers Celtics. I ain't staying up to watch. I'm gonna stay up for yeah. Nuggets Heat. See, I'm, that's, I'm already. That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. We are a sports podcast, and yeah. just because I you don't have the you don't have the flashy teams. I gotta oh. get up at five thirty. I gotta oh. get up at five thirty. I don't want to step and watch Aaron Gordon play. Sorry. Hey man, it, hey man, it is what it is. So they were talking about. <laughs> LeBron was like, well, I don't know if I want to play with Bronny. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what we want to do. And I had a feeling that the talking heads in the major networks, they were going to make a big story out of LeBron and his team who lost instead of the rightful winners, Jokic, Gordon, Murray, and the Denver Nuggets. So, fellas, you think you think LeBron just says F it, or does he come back for year number 21? 
LeBron's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. This is this is clearly. Um, I don't care who you are, what you are. You're still human, and the amount of emotion. This is an emotional toll on LeBron James. Like he, at the end of the day, he wants that fifth championship. He knows that that time, that time is almost up for that. And so right now, he's in his mind. He was like, "This is probably the closest he's going to get." I don't see like right now get two players that are going to get paid next year. Then that depends on where they're going. Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves are going to get a payday. Somebody's going to pay them, and they're well deservedly so. Now I I can almost guarantee you that they're them on other teams may not be the best fit. They fit what the Lakers are doing, but at the same note, I don't know. It's I some think, people I think. I think Reeves. I think the Lakers have a right to match his offer. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I think he's. I think he might be restricted. I, I'm not. I'm not 100. percent I haven't heard all this yet, but they're going to have to pay him, just because he was. He was their legitimate three point shooter. He was it. He was. The they third need option. to get. Yeah, and they need. And, and Hachimura to me at times he looks so athletic and creative with the ball. I think you got to get him back because he's young too. That that was the key. That I'm not. He he might still be under contract. I'm not sure if he's if he's coming up or not. But you got to keep him. You got to keep those two because those guys developed at the most important time of the year, right, right through the yeah. playoff stretch. Those guys are good. And my biggest fear, oh, I just hope, hope, hope that what everybody's talking about doesn't come true, and they let those guys walk so that the guy that was sitting courtside hugging LeBron pregame last night doesn't come marching <laughs> to the door. I'm talking about Kyrie Irving. Yep. <laughs> now, there's also talk that Trey Young could be a, a trade possibility. And I don't think Trey Young's the kind of guy that can carry a franchise, but he is the kind of guy that can hit some threes, and the Lakers actually desperately needed that. So he may actually be a, a fit there as well. I, I don't know. There, there's going to be a lot to be settled. I do. I, I, I agree with you, though. I think LeBron's coming back. You During these times, you know, you're – you're tired, you're sore, your your prides are you're you're exhausted. And I think he gave everything he had to give. 47 and, minutes, 56 yeah. seconds. And see, and that's a situation too. He has to come out of the game. And yeah, I can't believe that Darvin Ham said, LeBron, I'm playing you all the way. I gotta believe at some point. He said, You need a breather? Can I get you out of there? Let me, and LeBron said, No, I'm emptying the tank tonight. We're not, we're not gonna go out like this and getting swept. I'm giving everything. And I think that backfired because in the third quarter, he needed to sit a little bit yep. and the other stud didn't come through. Anthony Davis didn't come through. He did in a big way in game one, but then the rest of the way, you know, well, and, that, and that's, that's a problem for the Lakers as well. Here's the one thing I'm going to say, and people will, will, they won't agree with me when I say this, Anthony Davis is top five in the league. When the, when the offense runs through him. When Anthony Davis is not the focal point, and you saw that. Game four, you saw where he was. This, he was Anthony Davis is not a you role. You see player. it every other game with him. Yep. But the thing about this is that he, in with game four in particular, when LeBron James said, you know what, I'm just going to put this team on my back, which he didn't have to. He felt the need to, but he didn't have to. And got in his own head that, oh, they're up by 15 because I scored 31 points, and it seemed like it worked until it didn't because he fizzled. 
He was he, and and I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk a little bit more about LeBron James a little bit later, but um, it just you can't ask for somebody's dirt. I don't care who you are, what type of diet you're on. If you have million dollars that you spend a week on a dietitian, I don't care. Whatever he does with his body, whatever. You can't ask a 38-year-old. You really can't ask anybody to play 48 minutes of NBA basketball. That's just unheard of. It's unheard of. And for all the naysayers, all the LeBron haters out there, I'm saying this. You can't ask anybody to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've never been a LeBron lover. You know, I've I've, I've mentioned this many times. He's never been my favorite guy. I've always said the good and bad with him. He just has never been my favorite. But man, every time the guy loses, do we have to rehash that he's not Michael Jordan? I mean, that's his biggest sin as a basketball player is not being Michael Jordan. It's I always hear, oh, Jordan would never have done Jordan. Jordan actually missed a couple shots. I think people yeah, forget. They think he, he was he was the only guy guy ever played that never missed any shots and never lost got, any games. Got swept first. Eight years in the league, didn't make the playoffs, or got swept in the first round. Walked like, away from the game for two years. I mean, yep. I mean, yeah, it's the comparisons. I think are re- ridiculous. Kareem's still my goat. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm gonna say that loud and proud because nobody's dominated the game on both levels, college and pro, like Kareem has. Period. And <laughs> if you want to throw age longevity in there, Kareem was winning. Yeah championships and MVPs at 41 and that was with three years of college so let's, let's I, I could I could have that argument with anybody that wants to step up to the plate been doing that on social media because I had time today but I'm, I'm, <laughs> leave, I'm, leave, I'm gonna leave that I'm gonna leave that alone but just LeBron LeBron at the end of the day he's gonna take he's gonna take a few weeks go rest go um chill with his family etc cetera, etc cetera. he's gonna come back he's eventually probably gonna end up Playing with his son, um, what he um, essentially wants to do, which I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for his son, et cetera, et cetera, blah blah blah. But LeBron yeah. James, you, you, he, he, he might. Is, I think he has. I'm, I'm sorry, but I think he has two years left on his contract, and the second is a player option. Player so, option. Yep. yep. So yeah, he, he. It's possible he could. I mean, I don't know if his son's good enough to be a one and done college player, and then gets drafted, and then he opts out at the same time and they play a year together. Who knows? I mean, he, yeah, I mean, LeBron could go out next year and, and tear his Achilles in game one. And then this is all, you know, all speculation that's moot. So, I, I, but I, I do think he's, he's going to come back. I don't think to me, he doesn't, he, he looked a little bit tired and he looked a little bit old in some of these games, but he didn't look to me like a player who was at the end of his career. He didn't look like that guy to me. No, no, not even close. No, 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 he didn't. He don't, he's not, he's not done yet, man. He takes great care of himself. Um, if he gets some rest, relaxation, take a couple of weeks off, join his family. And pretty soon we'll be seeing those workout videos all over again. Well, while I was at work trying to make some money to make sure that um I thrive and stay alive, you two were blowing a group chat up about the PGA Championship and the Lives and Brooks Kepka. Can you fill me on what the hell happened this past weekend? <laughs> well, I want to. I'm I'm going to say this because I I got to stay true to my my argument. Because me and Scott, me and Scott, have been fighting about this whole point because he likes to see interesting rather than good. No, Brooks, I don't. Yes, you, that's what you. 
You 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 just said just now you're not staying up to watch the Nuggets in the Heat. And then you rather see the Lakers and the Celtics in. I would. Watch I would. That. That's exactly what the, exactly. The, but if but the, it would only happen if the Lakers were good enough to do it. I wanted to see good and interesting. That's right. Well, well, good and interesting. Well, let's that I'm going to stay true to what I've been saying. Brooks Kepka had an amazing performance. I believe he went 66, 66, 67 or something similar in the last three rounds and made a emphatic statement for the Live Golf Tour. You could hear it in the crowd when he was coming up to 18 because it wasn't all cheers in that in the, um in the stands. It was a lot of groan. <laughs> he made it through with Brooks Kepka from the Live Golf Tour takes the PGA Championship. And it was it was a beautiful thing. It, day four of major championships, it's just it's a wonderful thing to watch. I on the edge of my seat almost every major championship that I've watched. People may not like golf, don't care. It's a beautiful thing to see. And Sky D, I will allow you to um, elaborate on the most exciting thing you saw on day well, four of the PGA Golf Tour because that's your interesting piece of it. I was yeah. excited too. I was on that. Yeah, there, yeah, there was something really interesting happened. But look, just to say this though, it's Brooks Kepka didn't make a statement for Live Golf. This dude won three PGA championships. The first two, he was a PGA Tour player. It's not like he just came out of nowhere and, like, represent Live Golf. They even asked him after the tournament, is this a statement for Live Golf? He's like, I don't even care about that right now. I care about me. So that just shows you where his mindset is. He's a sniper. And the last couple of years, Brooks Kepka has not been healthy. So right. this was a statement that, yeah, when, when Kepka is right, he is as good as anyone in the world. He is up there with John Roms, Justin Thomas's, Scotty Shufflers. He's right there. And unfortunately, now he's going back to the sideshow. He's going back to the circus there, while there the rest of the PGA can carries on. That's true. He's going to be on the CW where they don't show the end of tournaments while I'm going to be watching the next PGA <laughs> event. I mean, th that's true. And I used to always like Brooks Kepka. But Sunday, I was rooting for Victor Hovland. I wanted to see that. And it was a very exciting final day, as you said. The Masters this year wasn't so good. If you remember, John Rahm just kind of walked yeah. away from that. And it looked like Kepka was going to do that early. He jumped out to like a four-shot lead or a three-shot lead early. Like he birdied, yeah. I think, holds two, three, and four yep. and put a cushion up there. And Scotty Scheffler from nowhere, not even having his name on the bottom of the screen, started climbing up. He had a bad first couple of days and, and and made it back up there. Now I forget what I was getting ready to say. What you ask me any questions? I got you. I got you. I got you. The highlight yes. of the week. The highlight yes. of the weekend, of course, is Michael Block. Yes. Do the PGA Club Pro. He, 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 oh, he's I got goosebumps he, talking about it. He, I mean, he he doesn't even tour with the um with the PGA. He he um I think they said that he has to do two thousand classes just to um, equate to what he won by time for 15th at the PGA Championship. And, of course, the shot of the millennium was <laughs> the slam dunk Kobe um, shot at 15 <laughs> hole in one that hit nothing but the side of the hole. It didn't hit the flagstaff. It, hit, nope. it, hit the, it, it put a dent in the side of the hole. They had to repair the hole that's how crisp, like, like that. 
like seeing that i jumped like out of my seat it was i was like that didn't touch anything yeah Yeah. that didn't touch a because you know you when you watch these tournaments and they go from golfer to golfer to golfer to player to player to player it's not often that you're watching that happen live usually somebody gets a hole in one somewhere like we're going to take you over to 14 and watch what happens here but that one was on live. I was like, did that just happen? Am I watching that live? And, and it was amazing because then Rory's hugging him and he doesn't even know he's got it in the cup. He just knows he, he hit he knows he hit a marvelous shot because the crowd went bonkers and they were going crazy for this dude for four days up there. And that made it really cool. He's like, Rory, did, is that in? I mean, that was awesome. That was super, super cool. And there was no way you can have a more perfect shot than that. Like you said, it, it was a dunk It right in. It didn't. Didn't hit the water and bounce up and roll up. It didn't spin. It hit the side of the hole. Right in. I don't think you understand. Like you can't really, you can't go straight in the hole because that's physics. It's not. It literally, like, it did not hit the green at all. It put a dent in the side of the hole. Right in it. And just to summarize real quick, that shot and it's tied for fifteenth. Now has them in the PGA Championship next year. Qualified for that. And now he's already got two sponsorship exemptions for the next two um, yes. golf tournaments. Dude, it, it is is Michael Block. He is a household name. <laughs> dream weekend, dream weekend. Blank. Tears and cutting onions and all of that. Just, <laughs> if, if you missed it, you absolutely missed it. It's unreal. Love yeah. it. Yes, sir. Yeah, Michael Block is on the map, and Brooks Kepka's like, ha ha, I'm healthy and I'm back. Well, fellas, looking at my phone because I got it on a cool stand here. Guess nice. what? Guess what time it is? What time is it? What's happening? What's going on? Oh, I'm glad you asked. It's time for our favorite portion of the show. It is the choices of the voices. Oh. That being said, hey, old button, hit it. Choices of the voices coming at you right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful land, Scotty D. Watch your ears. I'm going to lean back for this one. So loaded, Miss Button, for introducing our favorite portion of the show, The Choices of the Voices. We ask y'all a question on social media. Y'all give us the answers, and we read it to you right back here on the Sports Bros Podcast. Also, keep on sending them voice messages because we want to play them right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. You can send them to me, Scotty, or be live. Either way, I'm going to get them and put them on here. With that being said, Scotty D, what's the question for this week's Choices of the Voices? All right, it ended up going pretty one-directional for the most part here, but I asked, in a game of one-on-one, who do you think would would win in their prime? Kobe Bryant in his prime versus LeBron James in his prime. And um, I I also wanted to apologize because as a – this is a lost topic, but as a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins, had the Penguins won their last couple of games – they would have eliminated the Florida Panthers from being in the playoffs. And that didn't happen. And now the Panthers are close to winning the Stanley Cup. So apologies to everyone on behalf of the city yeah. of Pittsburgh that the Penguins didn't. Anyway, anyway, that, that has nothing to do with anything. There's a lot Sorry. to do with some things. 
Well, All right. no, 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 um, trade, uh, trade Duke, our first entry. <laughs> Let's go ahead and booze past this one because I'm trying not to cuss this episode. All right, I'm, tr- I'm trying my best not to be wordy McDirty. Okay, so here we go. All right, trade this one says LeBron uh, would absolutely, absolutely destroy Kobe. Um, he was just as quick as he is in his prime, way stronger, bigger, and has a higher basketball IQ. I think Kobe's a top five player, but he would not be able to get up where LeBron can. Um, he would lose 21 to 13 in a game of 21. Uh, LeBron would also post him up uh, over nothing. LeBron would post him up and Kobe would, able, would be able to do nothing about it. It would be easy layups, dunks over and over. Kobe would be shooting jumpers most of the time. Almost every rebound would go to LeBron. Also, if you put LeBron and Kobe up against Dak Prescott in a football throwing competition, Dak would finish fourth place. <laughs> I hate Dak's father. I knew it was too damn good to be true. It is funny, Scott. You laugh at this. This is funny. <laughs> well, the, the first sign of lack of sports IQ is him questioning Kobe's basketball IQ because there wasn't many had a, a a more thought out plan from practice to game than Kobe Bryant where I mean it doesn't always necessarily translate onto the court but that dude had an incredible basketball IQ so well, I don't think Trey ever watched basketball back then so anyway <laughs> what, LeBron, what, did, what did Rodney O'Neal Bellamy have to say alright so hot Rod Rodney Bellamy he said LeBron is better is a better teammate but one on one, Kobe uh, has the ISO skill set and is the better shooter. LeBron, def- LeBron's defensive motor doesn't come close to Kobe's either. Kobe is going to make you fight for everything. LeBron can't get sloppy in transition, also, so it's going to be Kobe Bryant for Rodney Bellamy. All right, so that's one for Kobe and one for LeBron. So one on one, Maddie Ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, don't keep count because we, we read these. <laughs> So yeah. it's a lot, a lot of Kobe, very yeah. little LeBron. Okay. But we want give give everybody um that 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 submitted an answer. Give them their time. This is their pr- platform. Yeah, claiming their time and they're getting. Uh, Maddie Ice Martin Tracy said Kobe is an assassin and La, not Le, but La Bron is not. <laughs> all right, LeBron, LeBron, or L A Bron. Yeah, L A Bron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. perfect out there. Anyways, uh, shout, shout out to LA Knight for being on the big stage and making things happen, all right? All right, we got Tom Winner, Winner, Chicken Dinner, Tom Win. He says, so you're asking who is number two and who is number three. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> he, he was misreading. He was, I know I was asking to rank the greatest basketball players, which he's obviously <laughs> also alluding to Michael Jordan, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, actually, he actually didn't give us an answer. He just had the one who scores more points. So penalty box to Tom Wynn. Next. <laughs> he said penalty box, no airtime. This is hilarious. That uh, was a re- That's the reason why I put it on there, because Scotty D said no airtime, and I like to go against what Scotty D says. So that's why I put it up. <laughs> penalty box, no airtime. That's funny. That's he's, still, he's, he's still in the penalty box, but just, yeah. just a spite. Scotty D, I put him uh put his answer there. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, here we go. We got <laughs> terrible Pete Talansky. No time, no see, brother. How you been, man? He says, Baby Braun Braun will flop over and over again with not being touched, causing Kobe to file out. Kobe wins every time. He is 10 times better than King Flop is. Wow, call him the flopping king. <laughs> okay. 
All right, John Wasiek or Wasichek, Wasiek, Wasik, 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 all the way to hell off. John Wasik says, "I go with Kobe. His tank has more gas in it. I think it's close due to uh, LeBron James' ability to post up a smaller Kobe Bryant." Two fifty versus two fifteen, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's All right, so moving right along, we got Brian Lovell. He says Kobe would dog him. Kobe was faster and an overall more athletic. Um, overall more athletic. He beat him to the hole. Beat him with his outside game and his overall defense was better. All right, William Shepard says Kobe. Tyrell Jackson says Kobe. And it's not even up for debate. Daniel Williams says, Kobe, guess what Stan Sagley said? Kobe, Marcus <laughs> James, he says, I've been saying uh, for a while that Braun isn't better than Kobe, let alone Jordan. Kobe had that killer instinct, that extra something that Braun just doesn't have. All right, moving right along. Brenda Johnson, she said, uh-uh, Kobe. All right, Kelly White says, <laughs> LeBron and Kobe. Kelly, why you do that for? We, we <laughs> Damn, that's why I put it in there. She is. She ain't right. No. She is not right. That's that. that that's my whole girl, yeah. and I appreciate her support and everything. She's she's my fellow karaoke queen up here yeah. in Fayetteville, but she she is a mess. Damn, her, Kelly. Her her um her karaoke moniker is the shit show, and that's I oh, kid you boy. not. And yeah. um. But yeah, she's been doing it for seven years here in Fayetteville. She's one of the best to do it, and her personality is exactly that. She ain't right. She goes in the penalty box, but she did have a legit answer at the end. Yeah, she said, uh, "What did she say?" She said, "She said Kobe, I believe." Yeah, yeah, she said. Wait a minute. She said, "Kobe, do I not see you, LeBron?" However, however, at their prime, Kobe, hands down, without question. Okay, I got you. All right. Jose Zirini. No, Israel. I should have never tried it. What's up, Jose? All right. Jose said if it's 21, then it's Kobe. If it's 10, it's LeBron. He's just too big. One-on-one is personal. I think Kobe is a better all-around, all day, but LeBron ain't no slouch. Uh, he's going to back Kobe down all day, plus uh, be good for a pull-up jumper or two. Oh, okay. So he says if, if the game is longer... Kobe would have the advantage, but if yep. it's a short game, um, LeBron has the has the power to. Yeah. Um, so that that was a well informed answer, and I must give um, Jose his props on that. My dude, representing the ILM Wilmington by way of Fayetteville, yes, sir. All right, so Jeffrey Lewis, he says, uh, "Guess I'm with Jose. They play different positions, and I don't know if we can compare the two alike." Kobe must be faster. Kobe must be faster, weighing forty pounds less, outpacing LeBron. So in a foot race, it sounds like Kobe will beat LeBron. That's what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but again, he's also saying a longer game. Kobe has the advantage. Yep. Yep. Shout out. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thomas Hovis. Shout out to my man Thomas Hovis. Him and his wife just celebrated a wedding anniversary. I forgot the number. I saw it on social media. So congratulations to you, Hovis. Man, we miss you up here. All right, I'm taking LBJ respectfully because he's from Cleveland, all right? Um, and I love Kobe. Definitely one of the greats, but prime LeBron James was too big, strong, and fast. Miami Heat LeBron would definitely be too much for uh, a prime Kobe. He was damn near 280 pounds at six foot eight inches tall, jumping out the building, just plain scary. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to argue that mm -hmm. one. 
Yep. Randy Martin, he says, Mamba mentality, not the way, not to mention the way, um, not to mention he always strapped up broad. All right. Uh, Jeffrey Bezin, a.k.a. Jeffrey Robert Caesar, he says, Kobe, Tim Livingston says it depends on the team. I have never <laughs> seen a basketball team with one player. And, and, allow, me, and allow me to um, answer that. Get because Tim get on my nerves. He is the biggest LeBron fan ever, ever, ever. LeBron. LeBron, LeBron. God almighty gets on my nerves. So he goes in the penalty box for lack of reading. Lack of reading. He said one-on-one. Sky D said one-on-one. Just prime Kobe versus prime LeBron. That's it. That's the only two people on the court. 1v1. Yeah. And it can happen because it happens in driveways all the time. It happens in empty gyms all the time. Heck, Dr. J once played Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in a one-on-one game. It didn't go very well, but it was was done. They did it. I think both guys were, like, old and retired at the time. But it was – I think Kareem – busted him up because he just shot hooks over him. Anyway, that's what this is. We're not asking who the best team player is. It's it's one-on-one is, who would win. This they was his one-on-one. opportunity. We gave him an opportunity to um the, put all of his LeBron love right here on the podcast, and you failed miserably. Penalty <laughs> box. God, we get, I gave you an opportunity. As much love as you get. Any cool? I think I, I think it was almost intentional if you ask me. All right, we got Chris St. Andrews. He says one on one is such a crazy concept to discuss in a bas- in basketball, in my opinion. I truly believe some of the best one-on-one or ISO players may not always be in the discussion for the greatest of all time debate. I personally believe Carmelo Anthony was the greatest ISO player I've ever seen. He could score from every level, post up, dribble, etc. You name it, he was getting buckets. So I think yeah. he, I think he replied, B-Live, this is a reply where it says Kobe in a one-on-one game to 16 straight up all day. Well, that was the last part of his um, dissertation that he um, wrote because I, <laughs> yeah. I put um, hashtag TLDR too long, didn't read. No, yeah. it was a very well-informed, <laughs> we just don't have time for all of that. I yeah, did yeah. want to include the fact that he gave props to the newly retired Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. So I definitely wanted to leave that in there. Because, um, and that's a good point. I mean, that mm-hmm. he, made, he made a good point. Like, yeah, Al Iverson would have been another one that was like a incredible he did, he did. ISO player. Yeah, he actually, he actually mentioned oh, Alan yeah. Iverson in part of that dissertation, but we ain't got, ain't got time for all that. <laughs> all right, yes, sir. All right, okay. rounding, rounding out this uh bunch here, we got Sean Cannon. Cannon, I had to do that. Uh, Sean Cannon says Kobe had more in his bag. Moves you couldn't defend, and it oh. says Seymour. Oh, that was my fault because I didn't copy the rest of it. You know, people get to typing, and I have to press Seymour yeah. get the other part, but he'll be all right. Um, yeah. he he basically said Kobe. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, but that's I, good though. Moves that you couldn't defend. That's that was part move, of Kobe's game. Kobe yeah. had more in his bag. Moves that you couldn't defend. LeBron would probably make it close by posting up. That was the last part of it. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and last but not least, Lucas, um, Lucas, um, Kobe, without a question or a doubt. So shout out to everybody, too many to name. Shout out for all y'all for this week's participation in the choices of the voices. Scotty D, one-on-one, 1v1, LeBron, Kobe, who you got? Kobe. Simple. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm. some of the some of the player or some of the, the things that was mentioned 
were great points. If they played one one, LeBron would Bob would have to post up just to use his weight. I mean, I think he was six nine and Kobe was six eight, so the, there's not really a height advantage there. And as far as a, a speed thing, Kobe was was pretty pretty quick on his feet, and he was an incredibly skilled defender. Kobe was an, a really good defensive player, but. Yeah, Kobe has better shot-making ability. And you know what? A good example is what happened in the game last night that we were talking about with the last four seconds. LeBron gets the ball in the wing. He drives. Jamal Murray was waiting for that move. He almost like cut him off at the pass and was able to stop the ball without fouling him. There was no foul in that play. It was a good, clean play. But he knew that, that was going to have to be his move because if LeBron shoots a jumper, the game is over. Whereas Kobe in that situation can probably get off a, a a pretty decent mid-range jump shot right there. And if they played one-on-one, Kobe would have the ability to, to do that. And I, I, I just think his skill set was, was, would be better suited if they played each other one-on-one. Again, LeBron would probably be able to, you know, score on him, backing him down and, and do a little bit of post moves. But LeBron would try to do fadeaway jumpers and he clanks them around a good bit of the time. So <laughs> I'm taking Kobe all day, B-Live. Um. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I was going to talk a little bit more about LeBron James. And because I want to take this little bit of time for all the people that I've been debating, talking, arguing, et cetera, et cetera, when it comes to the greatness of LeBron James and why he will never be my GOAT. And yeah, and I don't hate LeBron James. I hate his fans. Let's get that perfectly clear. LeBron James is one of the greatest to have ever played the game basketball IQ, et cetera, et cetera. On top. He's definitely in my top five of players all time. LeBron James is absolutely great. Longevity, all of that, everything that he's done, he is absolutely great. People say that his the killer mentality just isn't there. I think his IQ of the game almost was at a, at a, as a detriment because he wanted to involve other people as opposed to taking it all on his own mantle and it's been successful he's he has four championships there's been some that he's lost of quite a few he's lost to just better teams so i wanted to give that props out to lebron james now when it comes to this one-on-one matchup between him and kobe you know i said it before earlier as well i like going against the grain everybody saying kobe bryant We've never asked LeBron James to play one-on-one or ISO. So we don't, ex- so we don't exactly, know- we, and I want to say if LeBron James, and I'm talking about prime LeBron James, and I want to give a shout out to Thomas Hovis, Hove, because I think he had the best answer out there. Miami Heat LeBron was a different animal. And his speed, Plus the fact he's three inches taller than Kobe. Kobe is 6'6". LeBron is 6'9". Just, I think at the end of the day, when you weigh down on a player, that that causes more exhaustion than anything else. Play, playing, a, um, playing against a bigger player that's leaning up on you, posting on you, he's going to out-rebound them any day of the week twice on Sunday. And the thing about it is, Kobe might have more ball-handling skills and ISO may be a little bit on Kobe, but LeBron will close in on you. You think Kobe might drive past you a couple of times, but LeBron will close that gap in an instant in a heartbeat. 
LeBron right, and that's when Kobe pulls up and shoots that little mid-range on him. Yeah. I think, and I've seen LeBron block that out of the building as well. Wow. If you can't I'm get near pick, it. I'm picking LeBron James to win a one-on-one matchup against Kobe. I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an endurance thing. I don't think it's a, I think that LeBron James is just simply longer. I think he will defend the shot. I think he will defend the drive. I think he will out-rebound Kobe. And Kobe, here's the thing that the one thing that I've always had as a detriment to Kobe Bryant's game is he is a volume shooter. He will score 40, 50, 60 points on you because he takes 40, 50, 60 shots. Well, in a game in one on one, he has to take every shot. So that's right up his alley. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. LeBron James is way more efficient. LeBron James has a much better field goal percentage. Yeah, Kobe because Bryant. he's in the open and floor on fast breaks and, and finishing. That, there are no fast breaks on one-on-one. LeBron James will be shooting um, from five feet away while Kobe Bryant's going to be trying to shoot fadeaways. And, yes, he makes some of them. But stat-wise alone, LeBron James is just way more efficient. I think that comes into play in a 1v1 matchup. LeBron your, stre- your streak of me telling you good job, you're right, has just come to an end at one. I know, I knew that. I ain't oh, got boy. no problem with that. I ain't got no problem with that. I knew this was gonna come to an end. <laughs> I ain't got no problem with that. I knew exactly what I was gonna say when I was gonna say it. So <laughs> LeBron James, everybody else that say Kobe, Kobe. That this is not disrespect to Kobe Bryant whatsoever. We are allowed to have different opinions. People, Lord, the love of God. You're allowed to. We're allowed to think differently. That doesn't mean I dislike Kobe Bryant. That doesn't mean I'm disrespecting Kobe Bryant. I'm just saying what I think and I feel. LeBron James would beat Kobe Bryant 1v1. There it is. And he break the tie. I could and, and he's been failing at that too, because both of y'all picked the um <laughs> the Lakers to um, the Lakers to win this series, and y'all were wrong. Break the tie, Eddie Cool. Break the tie, Eddie Cool. All right, so I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. When Kobe Bryant first came into the league in the first handful of years that he played. I didn't see what was so damn special about him until you know Shaq came don't, along. Don't, don't do that. And don't, everything. What? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. Are you Kobe haters? I'm gonna be real. I didn't see what's so special about him because he was just put the ball up and shoot it. You know. Shoot. You know. You, you know who didn't also who also didn't see much special about Kobe Bryant? The Charlotte Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what that's why that's why when you said that I hurt I was hurt immediately <laughs> yeah. immediately. Vladdy Divac, we traded Kobe Bryant for Vladdy Divac? Vladdy Divac and a pack of Paul Mall cigarettes because, you know, Vladdy smoked like a chimney. Anyways, um, <laughs> I didn't see what a big hubbub was about Kobe. Uh, but, but, but over time, Kobe Wharton's in his game, got himself together, and showed us why he's one of the best to ever do it. As far as, like, the greatest of all times, I don't get caught up in that debate. Before you LeBron haters come at me, um, I'm not going to talk to you anyway because I don't argue with folks I don't know on social media. And the folks I do know, I'm not going to argue with you any damn way. It's my choice. It's how I feel. Kobe Bryant had that dog, that uh, had that killer instinct. I will say that. And the thing about it is, you really don't see too many players now that have that killer instinct, put the team on my back, I'm going to take over. The closest thing would have to be playoff Jimmy Butler. Yeah, the closest thing. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, the Hemi. yeah. Hemi, Hemi, blankety, blanket, effing <laughs> Butler. Him. So I would have to say Kobe just based off that killer instinct because he not gonna go down, you know, 
He won't quietly go away. He'll go down fighting. So I'm gonna have to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe being Bryant. Hey, hey man, we miss you, bro. Hey. Yes. There, there is, and here's the beautiful thing about this question: there is no incorrect answer. No. There is not one because we won't see it. Both of them are great. Just otherworldly great. Top five, top ten all time. It doesn't even matter. No. Hall of Fame will be talked about for the rest of Ever. history. Ever. Yeah. So, flowers, all that. Yeah, right Scotty, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Bob, I was about to take any cool spot. Go ahead. And, um, um, yeah, we'll with that, I got you, b Live. With that being said, Scotty, D, what's on tap for next week? b Live, you need some water, man. What's going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we're going to shift to baseball next week and ask you to give us. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, why not? Oh, man. Go ahead. Is that, oh, is that funny? We're shifting to baseball? Just go ahead, Scotty. <laughs> You're shifting to baseball. This is your segment. Okay, we won't shift to baseball. No, you can, you, next week. Was... Who's going to win between the Florida Panthers and Carolina Hurricanes? Oh, you give us... What's the real question? What's the real question? You got to shut up. It's all your fault. Well, yeah, you kind of you kind of goaded me into that one. All yeah, right, so next week we're going to talk baseball and ask you to give us your Mount Rushmore of pitchers. Hmm. That you've seen. So if you if you weren't allowed to watch Bob Gibson pitch or Sandy Koufax, don't tell us that one. Your your Mount Rushmore of Major League Baseball pitchers that will give us something to think about and something to talk about next week, Eddie. Cool. Remember, remember Mount Rushmore for those of you that are (laughs) they are they are historically (laughs) inclined. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro oh. for um, Espanol, um, Latino, in JR. You four, on the four. four. Not, not, no, not no 4A and 4B. One, two, three, four. Don't talk about audible. We ain't got time for all that. Your top four, all right? Coming right back can, at you. Go we can live. say honorable mention because it's our show. <laughs> yeah, we good. Rest of y'all, y'all got to vibe by the rules. Hey, man, that's it. Choice of the voices. Coming up next, Around the Pepper. Guzan tight. We ain't season, but we'll be right back, all right? Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. Man, you heard the woman. It's time for us to go home and get the hell up out of here and watch some sports. But before we go, a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style. Kind of, sort of, not really. Here to engage, enlighten, educate, and entertain. The four E's in no particular order. With that being said, I'll go first. It's going to be the history laden, so here we go. On this day in history, back in 1964, the longest home run at the time, 471 feet, and Baltimore Memorial Stadium was hit by Harmon Killebrew of the Minnesota Twins. Hammer and Harmon busting them out the park. Over to you, Scotty D. Woo. Okay, so local story here recently. Um, well, let, let me just give you this. You guys know that I'm a uh, a lunch lady, you know, at, at my school. And when I took this job a couple years ago, I replaced a lady named Doris, the legendary Doris. So I think when Doris, the lunch lady, retired, she didn't sit there and wish ill will on me to not be a good lunch lady replacement. Well, that brings us to my local story. On a recent podcast of footballing with Big Ben Roethlisberger, he had Kenny Pickett as his guest on his show, and he told him, you know, I just wasn't rooting for you. 
I was kind of rooting against you when you started last year. As the year went on, yeah, I started to root for you, but it was just a little bit hard on me at first, you know, because I didn't want to be forgotten. I didn't want to be the man. Uh, what? You guys weren't even teammates. They didn't draft Kenny Pickett and then force you out the door. You were already out the door, Big Ben. You took your bad elbow and your old guy physique, your dad bought, and you headed on out the door, and the Steelers had to draft Kenny Pickett as your replacement. You should be, at that point, showing up at Steeler games, waving the terrible towel, and then let's go Big Ten. You're the next guy rooting for Kenny Pickett. But instead, he wished me, Big Ben, come on, be Doris. Be better than that. Be live. You. I I was very afraid when you mentioned anything about um somebody named Doris. Doris, yeah. I was very I was very nervous. That's a whole other story. But um yes, Big Ben, you can and by the way, you really can't ever call um Kenny Pickett Big Ken because them um, <laughs> them small hands he got. His whole yeah, other story right. himself. Well, um Make my first hands. my first pepper point, give a shout out to my man Joey Buckets. Joseph Gaffigan, because I, this is just funny to me. Um, well, according to the NFL, um, they've had um, they had their spring meetings this past week, and instead of voting between the owners to finalize the sale of the Washington Commanders, it is yet still on hold. So at this moment of time, Daniel Snyder is still the owner of the Washington um, <laughs> Washington Redskins no-name football team Commander Piglets. And I'm going to speculate this. It's probably because Daniel Snyder doesn't want everything to come out of the woodworks. Daniel Snyder actually asked the NFL to delay um, the sale um, because of the still impending um, sexual harassment um, investigation that's still going on because that would have to come out during the sale. And that would be made more public. Eddie, cool. The ball. Daniel Snyder, tick-tock. You're running out of time, bro. You better figure something out sooner rather than later, all right? When the, when the NFL meets again, it'll be during the summer. But it's still, as of right now, Daniel Snyder is still the owner of the um, all Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord, here we go. Just holding on. Holding on. Just holding on. All right, on this day in history, back in 1967, the AFL grants the city of Cincinnati a franchise, a team, if you will, known as the Cincinnati Bengals, who's had a few Super Bowl appearances, a very dark time in um, professional football. Think of Keely Smith, Kajana Carter, Carl Pickens, Chad Ochocinco, Rudy Johnson, Samaje P. Ryan, Joe Mixon, Dixon, T. Higgins, Jamar <laughs> Chase, and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. <laughs> so happy birthday to the Cincinnati Bengals on this day in history. Cincinnati got a football team. So shout out to the Bengals. Over to you, Scotty D. You started for a second there to remind me of Bubba, Bubba Gump, shrimp <laughs> cocktail, fried shrimp, <laughs> coconut shrimp, bang, bang, bangle tiger, bangle bong mm. cream, Samaje Piran, TJ Hushmanzada, Aiden Hurst, Tyler Eiffel. Who got some grits? Over to you, Scotty. All right, I'm going to stick on this NFL topic. Um, so, as everyone knows, last week, uh, the late great Jim Brown we passed away. Jim Brown 
many consider to be the greatest football player overall of all time. He's one of the guys that uh, people say could play in any era. He was a big running back then, run over guys. They say today he would still be equally as vicious and, and difficult. And he, no, no doubt, uh, he only played, I think he played nine years in the NFL. Yep, nine years. Well, upon his passing, Colts owner Jim Mersey said that was the greatest of all time. He's my number one. Here's my top five. And he listed, I believe, Deacon Jones and was it Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White and two quarterbacks, Tom Brady and John Elway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he then retweeted later, had to do some rethinking on that. And uh, Jerry Rice is like number five and, and Jim Brown's still number one. And I got a tie with Brady and Peyton Manning. <laughs> oh. How did you not think of that one up? How did you not come up with that one? When when it comes to batshit crazy owners, Jerry Jones pretty much has the cake, but Jim Irsay is definitely trying to get a slice because oh, why would you not? Why would you even put that out there? That's like a backhanded slap at Peyton Manning for, and then to like back off and be like, oh yeah, Peyton Manning, and and, and then he like did another tweet to like sing his praises. Sounds a little bit like. Jim Irsay needs to also be like Doris and not wish any ill will <laughs> on the next guy's coming up. How do you play off Peyton Manning of your all-time five when he, he brought you a Super Bowl trophy? Anyway, be live. He, he, he was salty about Denver, Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's probably what yeah. it was. Jim yeah. Irsay was over there sipping on the bourbon. That's what it was. <laughs> yep, yep, that, <laughs> that part. All right. Anthony Richardson's not your problem. All right. My second pepper point. <laughs> My second pepper point. We're gonna go to the WNBA, Scott's favorite basketball league. Well, April tenth, the WNBA had their annual draft, and they had three rounds, twelve players per round, twelve teams, thirty-six players. Oh, as of May twenty-third, forty-three days later, Eleven, I believe, eleven of those thirty-six ladies that were drafted have already been released or waived by the team because the teams don't have room for the new batch of players, Ugh. which is sparking a huge concern with WNBA expansion. Wait, what? Yeah, eleven of the thirty-six um, ladies that were drafted are, have already been waived, and I'm not talking about. Third rounders, I'm talking about first round picks have been waived by their teams because they don't have roster space. Two of those from Eddie Cool's um, favorite school, South Carolina, Bria Beal and Destiny Henderson got drafted and don't have a job. Ah. So this is some of the dumbest stuff I've ever. <laughs> there's, there's even more to the story. I, um, I forget which player it was. But basically, while well, one of the one of the supposed to be rookies are basically saying, we need these veterans to let it go, retire, so we can come into the league and make an impact. So um, Diana Taurasi, um, the young players are saying, um, we're, we need you to go ahead and kick rocks so we can get in. Yeah. Eddie Cool, the ball. <laughs> yeah. The look on Scott's face yeah. is everything. I'll tell you, you what. You, you see, you, you keep you keep bringing up these these second rate leagues, and and I just keep they it just keeps making my points for me. Thank well, you. I, well, I, well, it's, I, a, it's a real problem, though. <laughs> yeah, 
It, it is, but I tell you what, man, uh, Zaya Cook did look good in her uh, Sparks debut with 14 points. Oh, she looks great. Yeah, she looks <laughs> great. All right, so in this third and final pair point, on this day in history, back in 1990, we're going back to the ice. The Stanley Cup final in the Boston Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. The Edmonton Oilers beat the Bruins 4-1 to win the series 4-1 and to get their fifth Stanley Cup in seven years. The Montreal Canadiens will win the Cup in 93 and the Canadian drought continues. Oh, do you, Scotty D? <laughs> the drought continues. It does. Yeah. Um, so something happened recently that kind of got on my nerves a little bit, even though it was something that probably would have bothered you guys a little bit more than me, and that was the NBA draft lottery. And the Charlotte was right there in the taking for the the guy who's supposed to be the next big thing, and that's at Victor Wembayama. Wemby. Wemby. Wemby's coming to the NBA, and he's going to a team that I was enjoying watch flail around aimlessly, and that is the San Antonio Spurs. As a Laker fan, I cannot stand the Spurs organization. I cannot stand Greg Popovich. And now, because this guy's going down there, Boring relevance is back. That's right. Boring relevance. Guys, you're still sitting good at the number two spot. And uh, what's my man's name? Um, Brandon Miller? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alabama, good, yeah. Good chance he's a better NBA player than Wemby. I'm not sold on Wemby. I haven't seen him do anything against any other, like, NBA caliber players. He's just a tall, lanky, I can shoot kind of kind of guy. Yeah, I know he's got skill set, but let's see him bring that to the men of the NBA and see how he fares. In the meantime, Brandon Miller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a a beanpole. And so I think this could be looking back on one of those situations where you might be happy after all. Be live. All right, third and I I, I, I just hope him and Chet Holmgren become roommates (laughs) and and eat a bunch of food. Go ahead, be live. (laughs) My third and final pepper point. Um, I'm going to go ahead and... um, just some um, rest in peace on morning in morning for your old school diehard Oakland Raider fans, because I'm pretty sure your nightmare has come true since the day of the tuck rule. And now Tom Brady being a, <laughs> being a part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Tom Brady owns you back in the, during the tuck rule. And now actually owns, owns you, you now. <laughs> wow. That is <laughs> truth in there. Ooh. Oh, the diehard die old school Oakland Raider fans can't be happy about this at all. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that you just don't let go. Like, I will never, ever, 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 ever let go. I will never like Adam Vinatieri for the rest of my life. 2003. I don't like Tom Brady for the rest of my life because of 2003. I just won't like it. This this ain't gonna happen. But Tom Brady, part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders and also part owner of the Las Vegas Aces of the WNBA. WNBA, more roster spots. I don't know about expansion, but more roster spots. Get these young ladies in the game. Yes, sir. 
Tom, Edward, Patrick, Carmichael, Jabot, Francois, June, Brady. I had to. We pressed against time, but I had to get it. With that being said, this has been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. It's a great time to be a blessing, not a burden, because Lord knows we got time for burdens. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening. And everybody on YouTube, Thank you for watching. Be live. You know what to do. Yes, sir. What does Eddie have to say crazy this week? Uh, nothing much. Y'all be shrimp, shrimp cocktail. Samaj P. Ryan. Jumbo shrimp. John Trey, Just for the record, Trey Turner. Anderson. Trey Turner hit more home runs during the World Baseball Classic. He has all season in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And Boomer Esiason. I hate the Phillies. Jack, Tom, Jack Thompson. You'll hear a lot about, about it. the Atlanta Braves next week. Choice Icky, of the Voices. Icky Woods. All right, see y'all next week. Sports World <laughs> Podcast. We're out. We're, we're crazy. We're out. Bye, y'all. <laughs> hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you for listening, and as always, continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Just click the link in the description box and keep up with the Sports Rolls Podcast. And once again, thanks for listening.